welcome to the first official podcast of audiobooks from hell. I am your host, Shonda Rager. And uh, yeah, this is the first episode. So it's going to be an awkward start, me trying to get into the flow of this thing. But uh, with pilot me. Pilot episode. Yes, the pilot episode. With me is uh, Mark Allen Miller from Encyclopocalypse Productions. We have struck up this, uh, this friendship, my, my man. <laughs> indeed, indeed, uh, we have. This, Drinking uh, old fashions. Yeah, yeah. On Sunday uh, morning. <laughs> exactly. Sunday morning brunches aren't for Bloody Marys and mimosas. They're for old fashions, of course. Damn straight. But there's bacon in it, so you're good to go. You got your breakfast. Absolutely. There. It's a breakfast food. <laughs> so I've been on this crazy journey of audiobook narration. And uh, so some of you who listen to this, you've heard me on the Screamcast talking about horror movies. Um, you've heard me probably on the Armchair Philosopher waxing about uh, religion and philosophy. None of that shit's going to happen here. This is, uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about genre fiction, audiobooks. Um, I have a lot of people scheduled to be interviewed and just kind of discuss what we do. Um, Grady Hendrix of Paperbacks from Hell fame is, uh, is on the calendar. Um, I'll be talking to some narrators. Joe Hempel is on the calendar. Uh, Matt Godfrey is on the calendar. And uh, Hannibal Hills. Uh, possibly James from Valancourt Books, who's they're doing a run of paperbacks from hell, um, kind of reprints and, and audiobooks. So I'm really excited to kind of get going on this uh, this series and kind of just talk, talk about what has taken over my world and talk to some of the people I've been working with. So, Mark, you and I met... Um, when I was scrolling through ACX.com trying to find something to audition for, and I see yeah. a Gary Brandner novel <laughs> for audition, and I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. Holy because, hell. Because I'm a huge 80s horror fan. We all know Gary Brandner was uh, the author of The Howling. Uh, the, the, see, three Howling books, in fact. The, yes, Howling, Trilogy. the Howling Trilogy. Um. And I was like, holy shit, I need to audition for this. And I reached out and I, of course, I, me being like, I, I need to let you know, like, I'm, I'm, this is like totally my shit. <laughs> so that was great. You please. sent me an, an effusive email that, you know, it was, here's who I am. Here's what I do. Here's why I love these books. And I would love to do some of these. Uh, and it was, you know, it was, it was love at first email. <laughs> That's right. So we did it, man. We did the audiobook. We did uh, Grady, uh, Grady, um, Gary. I'm thinking about Grady Hendrix all of a sudden. Uh, Gary Bradner's The Brain Eaters, 1985, the brain pandemic, eaters. pandemic novel, and uh, right. and it's it's doing pretty good. I'm pretty happy with some of the reviews we're getting, and uh, and so it's some, it's some fine reviews there. Yeah, and I, yeah. uh, you know, I think uh, I think some of that's uh, largely, you know, in part to uh, your your magnificent narration and also the uh, very timely subject matter. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Coronavirus came along and uh, we capitalized on that shit. That's yeah, what we do. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was my plan all along. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you started it. We're going to start some rumors here. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I married that, that pig and that bat and that goat <laughs> or whatever. Whatever happened in Wuhan. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to spend this episode kind of getting to know you and in Psychopocalypse Productions. Um, I want to start a thing where with every episode I start off with a book that I've been listening to. And then if, if uh, 
and my guest, Mark, if you've been listening, listening to anything other than what you've been working on, um, you, and, and then at the end, you'll have a chance to let me know, let us know, like things that are coming up, you can talk about and things like that. So that's kind of the format of the show. So did, are, are you listening to anything other than what you're working on? Or are you pretty much just wrapped up in, 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 in the, at the, at the moment? Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty funny. I used to, uh, obviously, you know, big, big audiobook fan, love audiobooks, love the format. Uh, I live in Orange County, and uh, whenever I need to go to LA, you know, it's it's a it's a schlep. Uh, <laughs> so I I used to listen to probably uh, I think it was close to you know 300 audiobooks a year, and uh, that's that's you know one of the things that got me into hey I think people might listen to audiobooks. <laughs> um, but uh, now I am let's see I released. 11 books in 2019 and i believe i listened to uh yeah 11 books uh <laughs> i uh, i have not uh, had the chance to to do any any listening uh for titles that are not my own but you know um i don't really i wouldn't say i miss it because i'm still getting i'm still getting the experience uh i get to listen to you know people bring these cool titles to life. Um, and I'm, I'm also, you know, the one, uh, sort of in the driver's seat. So it's been, it's been fun. Uh, it's been rewarding. I'm not, uh, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Okay. Uh, I still, I still consider myself an avid listener. It's just, you know, the consumption rate has, uh, has right. slowed quite right. a bit. Do you feel like you're kind of not as sharp cause you're not listening to other books or, or no, you know, cause you, you do some of the editing mastering and things like that or yeah. do you feel like yeah. you still like you have a good kind of pulse on on everything I'm, i think I, I got a pretty good pulse yeah. i uh, i mean i pride myself on yeah. uh you know i uh i've i've been in the in this in this racket for a while mm -hmm. uh this is sort of you know 2019 was my first year uh on my own but uh i i've I feel like I've got, I got the chops, you know, I got, I got the, I got the experience. I got the ear for it. I got, uh, yeah. I know, I know what I'm doing and I, yeah. uh, and I like, I mean, basically I've, my, my whole career has been, you know, doing things I'm interested in doing yeah. things that I would want to see or that I would want to read or that I would want to listen to. These are all books I want to listen to. Uh, and you know, it seems like other people want to listen to them too. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll discuss a little more about Psychopocalypse Productions uh, as we get along here. And there's so much, so much to talk about. Um, I did want to mention I've been uh, kind of going through some of the Valancourt uh, books, uh, audiobooks, and I just listened to it's kind of short. This this weird book called Hellhound. That's a 1977 mm. book by Ken Greenhall, and it's narrated by R.C. Bray. That's how he, that's how he talks. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> um i'm uh i'm astounded how do you where do you find the time how do you, I, well, you, you do I, a podcast you i have narrate, a, i have a day job have a i have a job i have a, I have have a day job yeah i have a day job where i'm sitting at the desk i edit in i uh, edit okay. in autocad okay. so it's kind of you know i'm working got my headphones in and i'm always kind of listening to something um it used to be music but as i'm getting older uh listening to like metal and uh things like that kind of uh <laughs> Kind of drive uh, the blood pressure up. A little bit. And then <laughs> if I listen to something too soft, like some sad bastard music, I end up falling asleep. So I had to find something that was kind of engaging my brain 
uh, as I'm working like storytelling or po- listening to podcasts. And uh, so I've just kind of, and now that I started you needed doing- needed a nice medium level of I needed, engagement. needed something, yeah, to kind of keep yeah. me awake. Um, so that's why I started listening to the audiobooks. And then I, you know, that's when I decided I, I, maybe I can do this. And I <laughs> gave it a sense. shot last year. So um, this book is crazy. It's about a, it, it, it shuffles through a, a few different perspectives. One of the, one of the perspectives is the dog and mm. the dog is like a, what kind of dog is it? It's a bull terrier, like a white bull terrier named Baxter. And, uh, he hates humans. He's, uh, he's a bad, he's a bad dog, very bad doggy who does, uh, does commit murder and, uh, and, and many other things. And this is, a Oh, man, it, it it is a very disturbing book, and it, the, as you go along, there's so much going on that you meet some all this this cast of other kind of disturbing characters, disturbed characters. One being like a young boy who has some kind of murderous tendencies as well, and you're kind of going through all the different perspectives of everyone, and uh, it's it's a it's like a four hour listen. So I would say give it give it a listen. Oh, wow. Um, RC- breeze. R.C. Bray is perfect for the dog. Um, he does this thing where he like, he'll kind of talk in the for each chapter, each perspective. So it's third person, except the dog is first person. And really, it gets ev- into the dog's POV. Yeah, but everything That's else fun. is like third person, and he, but he'll still narrate it in like the lead character's kind of voice. It's, I was kind of okay with it, and then there's one guy, one guy with an accent, and he didn't, he didn't really have to do that whole chapter at, with that accent, but he did. So it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's an odd little thing, but it all works, and holy shit, it all comes together to a head in this super. Just, I had to like stop working for like 15 minutes and just listen because it was just so crazy and bad Bonkers. shit and disturbing. So yeah, I would definitely give that give that one a shot. Hellhound is out on Valentine. That's beautiful. I mean, um, it sounds a lot like you know why why we love these books in the first place is because you know it was the sort of uh, the, it was kind of the wild west. You know, uh, there 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 weren't really any rules, and people were churning these things out, and uh, and it's like uh, it's like you know the gold rush uh, yeah. right now, finding these uh, incredible, ridiculous, uh, off the wall Mondo yeah. titles, and that certainly sounds like one of them. Yeah, I need to find. I guess there was a they did a, do a film adaptation of this in 1989 called Baxter. So I want to huh, see. Okay. I want to see how Baxter. they adapted this thing. Because I'm listening to this, going like, "Oh, there's no way this could be adapted." Um, gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah, Baxter is is not near. I've seen the film. It's okay. not. I didn't. I, I did not put two and two together. It's mm. not nearly as mental as the book you're describing. <laughs> huh. I mean, there's like animal cruelty in this one. Like, you know, like oh my god. Like, if it came out like in this day and age, there's no way this movie this movie would not uh, would not fare well in the the court yeah. of public opinion. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, initially it sounded more, the book you're describing sounds more like white dog than the movie Baxter. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check out Baxter and and just see how they compare. And that's the fun. That's part of the fun about reading a book or listening to a book and then finding a film adaptation is kind of, is seeing like what they do, what they do to kind of, uh, adapt it because that's, what's great about books 
um, and the storytelling this way is there's so much to explore, so many characters to really kind of get in their brains and hear and, and understand how they think and their motivations. You don't really get that in a film adaptation, and that's kind of a trick when you add when you adapt a, a, a screenplay of a, of a novel. Is how the hell do you convey all this and still have you know meat on the bone, you know, for the in the in the film version? So yeah, for sure. Uh, they're actually, uh, I'm told by the Brandner estate, uh, that they are, we've done two books are live brain eaters and floater. Uh, and we're about to go into about to finalize offshore. Um, but the Netflix is doing the howling and because of that, there, there's interest in other Brandner titles and it looks like uh after the howling they're gonna do floater wow we will see but uh you know they're like you said there are a lot of aspects of floater that wouldn't play very well yeah. today <laughs> which is what's fun about you know all these uh the i mean it's, I, it's, there were so many you know books from the 70s and 80s and you're like wow they wouldn't get away with that i i think i uh, i on my instagram i uh i i i you know, took a screenshot of one of the pages from Floater, which was referencing the dad was having trouble, you know, with with the teenager. And uh, and he says, you know, to the wife, well, look, you know, I'm not I'm not father of the year. I'm no Cliff Huxtable, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, I didn't, uh, didn't age well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I'm curious to, if, if Floater happens. I hope it does. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there day one to watch it. Uh, but uh, I, I really don't know how they'd pull it off. <laughs> I'd like to see, I remember I'm curious to see what, what has to change. Awesome. So, so when, when did the idea of Encyclopocalypse publications come into your brain? What was, what was going on with that? Why, what did you do before? Like what got you kind of to this, to this, point because uh... i i mean it's a it's it's a long road you know <laughs> i was uh i was i was vice president of clive barker's uh production company and uh one of the first things i did there was i worked with the uh much uh much lauded uh and very and now very impressive uh crossroad press and uh they reached out to me and said you know we're we've been we've been doing this for some folks uh would you be interested in uh in in digitizing clive's library and that was that was one of my first orders of business you know when i first started there was uh, everything was everything was sort of out of print and i thought these need to be these need to be out there you know we need to get the numbers back up and uh and so together we got uh pretty much the entire library out. Uh, and it was, uh, the, the numbers were insane. You know, the, the, mm. the monthly intake was out of control. And, uh, I, I just remember I kept looking at that and I kept looking at, uh, you know, the, the Rolodex I was building, uh, because of the work I was doing. And so I was getting to know, a lot of these authors uh, that I love uh, and whose books I had on my shelves, but who, uh, I mean, it really, everything I've, as I mentioned, everything I've done, I've done as a fan. Uh, I produced the director's cut of Nightbreed, and that was exclusively because I wanted to see the film. Right. Uh, you know, it, was, it wasn't, I, I never anticipated the, the, the groundswell and the movement it would become. I just wanted to see it. I thought it would be cool. And uh, I've always been an archivist, uh, and 
I just, I had a bunch of books from a bunch of authors I loved and I didn't have the time to read them. <laughs> and I always wanted, I was like, why, you know, why doesn't someone make audiobooks? And I realized, well, shit, why don't I just do it? I know how to do it now. Uh, I, I, I understand, you know, the, the business model, the ins and outs. Uh, I, I know how to edit audio. I know how to mix and master. I know these people. Uh, I can, you know, I can do this. So uh, I just started reaching out to folks. And, you know, kind of with a, with a, a seed of an idea, uh, just going, hey, I have your book. I love this book. Why isn't it an audiobook? Uh, and would you want it to be an audiobook? Right. And, uh, and then I've, I, I reached out to, you know, I hit an initial blast. I sort of carpet bombed everybody I knew uh, and anticipated maybe, you know, a 10% uh, approval rate. And, uh, and I was, it was a hundred percent, everybody, everybody <laughs> I reached out to. Uh, so I immediately had, you know, 45 books that wow. I needed to get done Holy and shit. it was, yeah, no, it was <laughs> getting anxiety just thinking about it. Yeah. It, it, you know, there's, there's, there's certainly been a little bit of that. It was, uh, it was, it was wild. You know, I just, all of a sudden I had a library, uh, mm -hmm. and now it's, the it's it's a regular thing where you know i have audio coming in every spare second i'm editing uh, i'm mixing i'm mastering i'm uploading i'm uh sending covers out for approval you know sending narrator auditions out it i mean it's a whole uh it, it's a lot of moving parts and i'm and it's and you know and the books are coming out uh we did 11 books in 2019 um, my goal was 12 and we hit, uh, 11 and I uploaded the 12th on January 2nd. So okay. I, I still All think right. that counts. Right. I still that counts. think that counts. It, that counts. it just came out. The, the, that number 11 just came out this week. That was, uh, Steve Niles, criminal macabre. Awesome. Uh, and, uh, Steve Niles is the man. And that, that, and that's one of the books that was sitting on my shelf forever was uh, Savage Membrane. And I always wanted to read it. And I was like, hey, if someone ever does the audiobook, you know, I'll listen to it on my commute. And then finally, I just made it. Right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it, it, you know, it's just been uh, so in 2019, we hit, you know, 11, we hit 99 percent the, mm -hmm. the goal. And mm -hmm. uh, and we're already on track to do. I believe I will by the you know by the end of the week I will have uploaded uh, my fourth book this year. Awesome. So, so things are rolling along. Things are moving a little bit smoother. We're working out the bugs. Uh, yeah. You've been instrumental in in helping you know bridge the gap well, that's uh, for well, that's good narrators. Funny. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what's funny is I'm very much we're very similar when it comes to like. Oh, I'd like to hear this, and uh, why don't I try to figure out how to make that happen? You know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, right it. now my <laughs> my schedule's crazy. I'm trying to get to the books that we're going to be doing, you know, later this year, and because uh, I bit off more than I can chew last year, yeah. it was the same kind of thing. I auditioned, right. I yeah. carpet Sounds bombed familiar. <laughs> everything, all these auditions, all this cool stuff. Got most of them, and now I'm like, oh, well, now I have to do them. And now I have too many. Yeah, so now, <laughs> and, and then even cooler stuff is coming, you know, to the yeah. table. And I'm like, man, all right, well, you know, as long as people are willing to wait, that's that's fantastic. Um, yeah. And uh, like we, you know, I start. I was collect, I collect 
you know, 80s paperbacks and I had grabbed a few uh, William Scholl paperbacks. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, you know, these are great. And I was I I'll always read like a few pages as a warm up. Um, and I would videotape or, you know, put on YouTube of me just goofing around and, and narrating something in the booth here. And I did one of William Scholl's uh, books. And um, I was like, huh. And I looked and I was like, well, no one's done audiobooks of any of these. <laughs> so I just <laughs> sent him an email. I found him. He he's a mo- he's like has a blog where he reviews movies. And yeah. uh, I found him there and I go, hey, um, I just warmed up with one of your books. Uh, here's the link. Um you know, if, uh, if you ever want this on audio, I can help you out. And he, and he responded immediately and, and he's like, well, how would I go about that? And I was like, I don't know, Mark, how do we go about this? <laughs> That's a great question. So it's like, I've been, you, you know, I've been kind of this guy I know. Yeah. Which is perfect. Cause I don't know the ins and outs of that stuff, but I'm, I'm pretty good at fishing. So, you know, we, we have, we have a few things, uh, you're damn fine you know, at fishing. So. Pretty, pretty fun. Some, some other things we will, we'll let people know about and, later you know, once the a once couple the of dries. a couple of emails back and forth, and you are the official narrator of the entire William Scholl back <laughs> catalog. Hell, I was like, I'll get one or two, and he's like, uh, here's all eight. Oh, <laughs> now I have eight books, <laughs> eight more books on the calendar. It's ridiculous. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty. I'm pretty excited about about that. And then you know, I I'm. I'm getting to, getting to know a lot of really good narrators and um, there's like a, you know, the good narrators I feel like and good and in business in general, I think, I, I think people, if you don't, if you aren't competitive, if you are like a collaborator and enthusiastic yeah. about with your peers, you can build a really great community. And that's what's been happening. You're, you've been hitting me up and go, Hey, I have this book. Uh, the odd, I'm, going to the auditions, do you know of anybody? And I've been able to say, oh, try these narrators, you know? And, and yeah. so far that seems to be working out pretty well. And, and, uh, I, I think that's my business model is, has always been to just let's get, let's collaborate and get stuff done. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm yeah. doing it or someone else is doing it. Let's, I want to hear this. So who would I want to hear narrate this? Yeah. And I, I, you know, I've said this, I've said this to you on a number of occasions. This is, this is everything I've always wanted and endeavored to be, mm-hmm. you know, I've, 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 uh, I've worked in a lot of fields and this has been by far the most positive return I've, I've ever received. Uh, you know, it's been everything I've always wanted from, you know, uh, working in a, in a certain community and, mm-hmm. uh, the support and the, you know, the collaboration and just, I mean, it, it's been like, it's been, I don't have the words for it. It's, it's just, it's, it's lovely. <laughs> it's, and it's fun. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun, man. It's one of those things where it's like, man, I really, uh, really wish I really didn't need like healthcare and sure. retirement, <laughs> uh, feed my children, right, I'll just right, right. quit everything and do this. No, no, we can't. But, uh, but you know, this being the side gig that it is right now for me, it's been very rewarding. Something I've had to kind of pull myself away from. My wife is like, hello, we're over here. So I've had to really learn, you know, um, right. The balance, balancing everything. And and I think this year you, you talk about, you know, starting, starting last year with, with Encyclopocalypse, the same thing with me starting the narration, trying to figure this out, figure the balance of everything. And I'm really mm-hmm. excited about 2020 and on. Cause like, I think there's a lot of, uh, Really awesome potential. Um, let's talk about some of the releases here because the the eleven that you've done, 
Um, I the first one I listened to um, was uh, Rena Mason's The Evolutionist, uh, and yeah. uh, and like I was like, well, let's check this Psychopocalypse out because I hadn't I hadn't started the Brain Eaters yet, and I was like, well, who is yeah. this? Who is this let's guy? See what they're doing. We hadn't really talked too much other than a few back and forths. Yeah, and like, yeah, it was the initial. Like, well, hey, this would be fun, and yeah. then okay, yeah, let's do the Brain Eaters. They yeah. they like you for the Brain Eaters. Well, let's do it. And yeah. that was just, that was essentially it. And then yeah. you know, I and then I saw you leaving, you know, ni- saying nice things on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> about the evolutionist. All of a sudden, and I was so like, "Hey, good. well, that's nice." Yeah, well, I, I wanted to talk, and I, I may have to get Rena Mason on the show, and even um, absolutely, um, and, you totally uh, sure. She's Carol great. Schneider, right? The the narrator. Yes, Carol um, was the narrator. They were man, both amazing. It is such a cool, weird story about this, like Las Vegas, like housewife or suburban night is what it says here in the thing. Um, and she's like having like nightmares and she's going to therapy and it's like, it's this weird kind of fever dream set in like the suburbs of Las Vegas. And Mm -hmm. I love the perspective of Las Vegas. I love the perspective of, yeah, we don't go to the strip. We live in Las Vegas. We don't, we don't go there and right, right. just kind of the yeah, like living in Los Angeles. You don't go to Hollywood, you yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the nonchalance and then the, the nightmare and the way that Carol narrates this unraveling of this, of this woman, uh, Stacy Troy. Um, I, I just, I loved it. And it's an, it's a, it's a newer book. And that's the thing. You're not just trying to pull from, you know, the eighties or nineties. Like there's some more contemporary, um, books in the mix as well. And, yeah. Uh, what, what, well, so what, a big part this of it one is, special as I mentioned, the collaboration. You know, it's yeah. uh, I, I just I want to work with people I like, and I've known Rena for like a decade now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I first met her, I think it was 2012 uh, at a horror writers convention. It was uh, it was the Stoker Awards, and I was. It was in Louisiana and I was accepting an award uh, on Clive's behalf. And she was at the table with with me and my wife uh, and we just got to talking and she was awesome and super nice. And we've been, you know, Facebook friends ever since. And <laughs> I uh, I'm a I'm a HWA member and sh- I've been on a jury for um, the poetry for ever since then. So that's eight years now I've done this. And she and she's always been the uh, the chair. Uh, she, you know, she helps mediate, and so every year we talk, and uh, and then you know we're always uh, doing the happy birthday thing on you know whatever social media, <laughs> right. and and I also had um, I had her book in, on my shelf, and I and it was one of those that I always wanted to read it because she ended up winning that year mm-hmm. uh, for best original uh, best I think it was best first novel and uh, and so of course I always wanted to read it never had the chance there was never an audiobook and it's sitting on my shelf you know for eight years and I keep staring at it going <laughs> when is someone gonna do this and I also in my car I still have it uh, before I had my handy dandy, uh, Sean Dreger, uh, you know, notebook and pen, <laughs> I had, uh, I had a, I had a Rena Mason's, the evolutionist promotional pen. See, it's still it's in all there. about the pens, man. <laughs> it's all about the pens. <laughs> the pen. Great pr- the promotional pen. item. 
<laughs> Absolutely. So it was, it, I mean, it was like always there. And when I started, uh, it was like always in the, you know, the forefront of my mind, like I'd get in the car, there's my evolutionist pen. And, uh, and that was when I started making my list of, okay, what are, what are all the books? Just, just the books on my shelves that don't have audiobook versions, uh, and people that I know and people that I admire, uh, I just started making my list and Rena, uh, Rena and the evolutionist were top of the list. Nice. Uh, there was no question. And she was one of the very first people I reached out to. I told her what I was doing. I told her what I was starting up and she was game. She was like, let's do this. And I think, I think the evolutionist was, was the second book, uh, uh second title that went live, uh, for Encyclopocalypse. Awesome. It was, uh, it was, it was great. And, uh, you know, and it was the whole thing. I, I found Carol and Carol was like the get, you know, Carol was a dream get because she's, <laughs> she's amazing. Uh, oh, man, she, and... she totally gets that. Like, like she sounds like the bored housewife, like the bored <laughs> snarky. She nailed it, man. Oh man, it's so she good. Nailed it. And then this the is like first present you know, tense. When it yeah, gets, present tense first when, when it gets violent. I mean, it gets so intense. Like she gets intense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, she plays the lead like nobody's business. Uh, it was it was perfection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I mean, it was just like everything. Everything went right. Everything was perfect, uh, and the book just went right up. And, uh, and I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm enormously proud of it and you should have both of you should have Carol on here. You should have Rena on here because oh, yeah. they're amazing. No, that's going to happen. Yeah. I'll, I'll have, I'll have them both. I'll try to work it out with it so they both can come on. So, I mean, if you go to encyclopocalypse.com, there'll, there'll be a link in the show notes here. So you don't have to learn how to spell it right away. Cause you're going to fumble it. If I just, if you just hear me say encyclopocalypse, <laughs> but, um, wait, wait. Uh, where did you come up with that name? Was that just like? No, it's great, just... isn't it? And my, uh, I, I mean, I get you know, I, uh, I love now it. I just type it. I just type <laughs> it in. Like if people ask me what you know, what's the name of my company, I'll just go give me your phone. <laughs> I <laughs> just yeah, just give me something. I'll write it down for you. Um, I I was I love you know word amalgams, and I was I was just looking for something. I'm not going to say I was looking for something that rolled off the tongue because uh-huh. it does not. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I was, I was, ju- I was like, I was making lists of what, what is it that I want to, you know, convey. And it was, you know, this, this sort of edge to it, uh, this archiving aspect and, uh, you know, horror and, uh, you know, salvaging things from the remains. I, I, just, I had, you know, a lot of imagery and I was mm-hmm. putting, I don't remember any of the other things, but I, I came up with a couple of different, uh, you know, word amalgams, word combinations. Uh, I knew I wanted something, you know, like Encyclopocalypse. I just didn't know. I didn't right. know what it was until it hit me. And I remember coming up, there were like three or four of them. And I was like, eh, eh. Uh, and so I had these three that I was like, all right, I'll probably end up picking one of these. And then I was, I, I was just, I was like folding laundry uh, or something and it, and it just hit me. And I was like, encyclopedia for the apocalypse, encyclopocalypse, bam. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> and that was it. And I never awesome. looked back. There you go. And now, and now every time someone asks me, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 I just grabbed the phone. <laughs> So. <laughs> right. Now my I've, I I've it. typed it so much my phone autocorrects in Psychopocalypse now. So I'm like, oh, that's perfect. That's fantastic. See, yeah. that's where everyone needs to be. <laughs> well, 
Well, there's like if we like, can get everyone to do that. There's there's so many good things. I mean, you even have your own. Uh, you are a writer in your own right, good sir. You uh, I am, you did I write am. a Hellraiser book, Hellraiser: The Toll. So, I've written a uh, number of books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the uh, I want to do uh, my my other novel, uh, Next Testament. Uh, I can't do yet because uh, my publisher, uh, the hardcover e- ebook publisher, uh, the contract forbids me from creating an audiobook for uh, at least five years until the initial publication. So. I think we're, I think we're three years into that contract now, maybe two or three years. So there will be a next Testament novelization or a next Testament. uh, Yes. A next Testament novelization uh, audiobook in the future. It's just, I can't do it yet. So what, what is the, uh, let's talk some inside baseball here. Um, What stipulates that kind of contract? Uh, Is it sales? Is it like, well, we need to get this many sales really to get people? Yeah, yeah. Essentially, if it's, uh, I mean, I think you know, if if it's sold out, I don't think they'd care. Uh, Right. But it's you know, they want to be exclusive. They want to be the only the only outlet you can find Mm. this book uh, for a certain amount of time. Gotcha. Uh, It's usually either you know. If it sells out or if, uh, but not every publisher does that. Um, this was just, this was one of Earthling's stipulations and I was happy to do it because I've, I've worked with uh, Paul Miller at Earthling a bunch and he's awesome. And, uh, it, you know, it, it was, there was no question. Uh, yeah. I knew the book was going to be gorgeous and it is, and uh, I'm, I'm thoroughly happy with it. And I'm looking forward to, you know, when, uh, when I'm able to uh, make it an audiobook. Very nice. Now, when it comes to audiobooks, um, there's a, there's always this discussion that I have with you know with listeners and other narrators about like sound effects and music and all that you know making it yes. kind of like a more yes. of a audio play or audio production sure, than sure. just a, a narration. What where do you land on that? Is there is it like a kind of book? Is it um, Whatever you want, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I mean, you know, it's uh, honestly, if the author wants to do that, like we're doing that with, um, we're not doing any sound effects, but we're doing that with uh, Preston Fossil's Our Lady of the Inferno, the Fangoria title uh, that we will be releasing, I believe, uh, sometime later this year. We uh, we're, we're doing we have a full cast. Barbara Crampton is doing a voice. Uh, Mick Garris, I recorded Mick doing a, a, a voice for it. Casey Lansdale does a couple voices. Um, we got some really cool people doing, uh, you know, doing the full cast recording. Wow. And we have uh, an amazing musician doing a full soundtrack so there's going to be uh you know there'll be a, a an album release and everything uh and so they're, they're yeah they're doing a whole they're doing a whole uh soundtrack you know to to score throughout the book um and that was all you know preston preston and i got on the line after we uh after the ink had dried and he he had listened to the toll which also you know there's music there's uh, there's a full cast as well and uh, and he said he you know what were the what were the uh, intricacies of doing something like that? How would we? Is it even possible to pull that off for a bigger book? Because the mm-hmm. tolls, you know, I think it's ninety minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I believe Our Lady of the, the Inferno is going to be maybe a sixteen-hour book. Holy shit! Uh, <laughs> That's a big one. 
it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a big brute. So uh, we, uh, I just said, you know, you know, absolutely, we can do it. We can pl- uh, pull all kinds of different stuff. Uh, we'll make it happen. However, if this is what you want to do, so that's essentially the creed. You know, is huh. if this is what you want to do, let's do it. Um, yeah, and I've got. Uh, so some people just want straight narration. Some authors want to read their own books. Peter Atkins is going to be reading two of his own books. Uh, Doug Bradley, uh, the voice of, uh, you know, the, the, the man behind the pins in mm-hmm. uh, Hellraiser, Pinhead himself, uh, has finished uh, principal production on Pete's book, Morning Star. I'm in the process of uh, editing that right now. I'm excited for that, um, man. Oh, it's so good. I want, I want Doug, Doug Bradley's so voice good. in my ears. Can you, I mean, Siri, you, you said, you said a mouthful, my friend, because I'm there, <laughs> you know, it's like midnight and I've, I've got the giant cans covering my ears. <laughs> so no other sound gets in and I just right. hear you, Doug's, Doug's <laughs> voice booming. Oh my God. It's, it's, a, it's, you know, it's a transcendent experience. Yes. It's, it's like a contact high. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> But for the most part, you know, we'll do it. We'll, uh, everyone, everyone wants, you know, something a little bit different, and and I am happy to cater to that. And that's that's one of the things that Encyclopocalypse does differently. You know, yeah. it's uh, a lot of companies will just do a straight narration, but w- I talk to the author, I I find out what they want, and I find out how to make it happen. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's, and that's how that's I approach things as well as as an as a narrator. Um, I. When I first started, I kind of <laughs> would butt heads with some of the people in our like, Facebook groups and everything. So I'm like, you know, really, like, is that really the way it's supposed to be done? Can we try and how I approach? I mean, there is certain narration rules. Like, you know, there are yeah. certain things that you should follow. You know, if you're going to narrate, uh, if you've never done it before, how about you do some coaching? Um, right. There's a certain thing, a, cer- <laughs> got, a certain path I got a, to take. got an idea for you. Know? you. <laughs> But as far as like my relationship with authors and rights holders, like, you know, I'm very collaborative. So as long as it's not going to push any other production, you know, off schedule, if I have time to do it. And right now, since this is a a side gig, I do have more time to do things. I can, you know, I'll be a little more lenient, you know, with things. Um, Now, I haven't run into um, a, a... author or rights holder that is like wants to tightly grasp onto the project and, and, you know, direct every little thing. I've been very, very lucky with the authors and rights holders I've worked with. It's been a dream. Um, Mm. but you know, I've, the way I approach like marketing and just, you know, diving in when the book's live and getting involved and trying talking, like I'm always in contact with everybody. And yeah. some, some people are like, wow, I've never been, I've never talked to a narrator this much. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just want to make sure you're happy with it, you know, and I'll, I'll go out no, of my way to. I think you're doing to, it the right way, man. Yeah, I'll go out of my way to like, re- to reach out to an author. If I, it, like say I was, I was hired by Valancourt to do Out for Blood and I didn't have to reach out to John Peyton Cook, the author. I, but I, I was like, well, I'm, I want to make sure I'm portraying this correctly because, um, because it's a, it, it's a, uh. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a vampire story from the perspective of a, of a gay, um, of a gay man and of a young gay man. And, um, me being a straight white guy, you know, I was like, I wanted to make sure that I reached out to the author to see if there was any, you know, things that I wouldn't, uh, just, I don't know, like 
botch up with my interpretation right. of the character. You wanted to get it right. So, you know, and he's like, well, no one's ever asked me this before, you know, because I was asking him about a certain character that I go, well, you say that he has kind of a higher voice. I go, but I don't want to be, I'm not going to do stereotypical, you know, voices yeah. here. And exactly. I, and I kind of ran it by him and, and, and he was very nice. He was like, you know, whatever. And him and I will, um, he's going to come on the show at some point and we'll talk more about this, but he was, he was very hands off. And, uh, but I was like, well, I want to make, just want to make sure I'm very, you know, uh, just want to make sure I don't, um, cause me just kind of trying to get into the story, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'll get into it and, you know, there is a chance I could go stereotypical, you know, if I did, if I'm not yeah. restrained and not even thinking right, right. about it, you know, just, um, but I'm very sensitive to what the author writes because in my opinion, like the author has, you know, sat down, worked the story outline the story, put their lives into the story. A lot of the times, you know, the, some stories get very personal. So I'm, I don't want to just say like, well, I'm the narrator. I got this. I want to make sure that for the most part, I am bringing their words to life yeah, and that they're happy with it. So, you know, that's just, that's just the author is the first voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so it, but it, I know it, I, I bet this is why we click, you know, it's yeah. uh, your, your collaborative nature and your openness. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do this without folks that have, you know, wanted to collaborate and, and make this, uh, you know, an awesome experience. Uh, I you you've been my favorite discovery, you know, from this because I, I brought some team members, uh, you know, that I'd worked with previously. Christian Francis who is, uh, you know, a phenom. Uh, he built my website and he does all mm -hmm. the book covers for me. Uh, uh, my friend, uh, Justin Vonderak, uh, does, he's provided music for me for a lot of the, uh, a lot of the intro. I, I like to do intro and outro music. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just, just something to, to, you know, set the tone. Um, uh, and just, you know, the support of, uh, friends and family has been overwhelming yeah. and, uh, and then getting into it, you know, and finding sort of new members of the dream team has been the, 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 you know, a very pleasant surprise yeah. and getting to your, just from your initial email and now us, you know, being here, you know, this has been, this has been a, a wild ride and I'm loving every second of it. Loving it. It's fun. If it, if it wasn't fun. I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a great rule. That's, uh, I mean, you know, outside my day job, you know, outside the day right. job, you know. We, but we, but, you uh, know, I think we've we've probably both had our fair share of you know shit that isn't fun, and uh, you know, and so this is why we're doing this. Yeah. Well, I think we even run you even run into that into that with you know with doing this. I mean, there's certain certain things that uh. I mean, I, there was a book, oh, I sure. almost, there, there, there was a book know, I almost pounding your head on. against the wall moments, oh, <laughs> you know, um, and especially my first few books, I look back at those. I'm like, oh man, I knew nothing then. Yeah. I knew nothing. So, but, uh, but that's all part of the fun is the, is the journey. So, well, um, we've gone over time. I was going to be like, well, it's be half hour shows and you and I, as we, as you know, we can, uh, this is what <laughs> happens. sit and chat forever. This is going to happen every time. You I think know. you can contain us to 30 I minutes? Know. no, no. But uh, there's so many, uh, so many things to, uh, to grab over at Um are, you know, I wanted to ask you, um, the visitor, you have the Kindle edition. Are you going to be doing a, oh. uh, a uh, audiobook oh. of that one? 
Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Okay. Uh, all right, all right. It's, I just see, I see the a... covers looking at me and I'm like, I want to listen to this. <laughs> that was, that was one of the, that, oh my God, man. I'm like, I'm so, I'm in love with the visitor. It was, you know, the Peter Weller giant killer rat movie yeah. uh, of unknown yes. origin. That's, that's the basis. Ah, yes. And that, that was like one of my, my first real pieces of like detective work. Like I found, I found the author. I found out where he was, where he was living. He'd passed away uh, a few years ago. I tracked down his son, who's an attorney in New York. Uh, I left a voicemail. I mean, it was, you know, it was this whole thing, uh, this like follow the breadcrumbs. And then I finally got the, you know, the call back and I never know, you never know, you know, you're reaching out uh, to a stranger. They might, uh, you know, not want to hear from you. Uh, That certainly happened. Um, But he was, he was thrilled. Uh, I mean, it was, you know, I could hear it in his voice, how happy he was, you know, that uh, someone, Someone loved his dad's books and, uh, and yeah. And I, you know, and I sent him the contract and we went back and forth on it and we finally found, uh, a a happy place. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so we, we, the book got digitized. And so the Kindle's out now I'm searching for a narrator. Uh, I am contemplating because it's, it was sort of my, that was, that was one of the top of the list too. And that was, that was, I think, the first book I actually, uh, you know, signed. The I, I actually had dry ink on, uh, so it has a special place in my heart. And I'm thinking about getting Peter Weller. Myself. I thought so. I thought Peter getting Weller. Peter. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about getting the rat to do it. I, uh, uh, so I don't know. I don't know if I'll narrate it myself. We'll see. You should, uh, man. You should get your voice on this sucker. <laughs> Uh, it'd be fun. Oh, you know, only because like it's, it's, it's a gnarly book and it, uh, and it has a special place uh, yeah. for me. So, yeah. uh, and, why not, man? Uh, I, mean, it's, I mean, I just, I don't know how you spend so many hours editing your own voice. I feel like I would, I would go insane. Uh, I, that's why I've started. I mean, I can, but I've found yeah. that other people can edit me better than okay. I can myself. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> But I, I yeah, don't know. I, I guess I, I, I'll hand it to you then. I'll record uh, it and I'll hand it over. Dude, to you. I'll I'll edit it for you. We'll work something out. We'll work something out. Yeah, we'll work something out. Look at this. Look at there this. There we go. Collaboration, man. That's what it's all about. Oh, right. that's how you do it. Okay. Well, uh, that is going to do it, I guess, for uh, the, the first official episode, the first the pilot episode of Audiobooks from Hell. Mark Allen Miller, thank you for joining me and uh, discussing Sound the thank you for having me. and all the stuff that goes along with it. Um, I guess you can find me over at, uh, SeanDeregerNarrates.com or ScreamingPods.com. And of course, Encycopocalypse is at Encycopocalypse.com. And, mm-hmm. uh, over as there. easy to spell as it is to Yeah. Spell. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll find all the social media stuff on those two websites. And again, all this will be in the show notes. Grab some audiobooks, and uh, I have no fancy way of signing off. So I'm just going to. Tell all of you. Uh, you don't I'll have talk. your catchphrase yet. I'll, not yet. Not yet. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk. To, I'll talk to everyone next time. <laughs> A pleasure. <laughs>